welcome to a very special, epic, 10 years in the making podcast episode of the Crazy Poultry Inc. I am your host and current reigning and defending crazy trivia champion, Ian Loco, here with very special, the gobbler, Damon Anderson. Hi. And introducing, making his debut on the podcast, our friend Jimmy. Hello. Very, very happy to have you on board today, Jimmy. Uh, feel like this is a strong subject for you. Uh, yeah, I do know a bit about it, but I tend toward the uh, X-Men side of it. Fair enough. We'll hopefully get that version <laughs> soon. Uh, but as I said, this is 10 years in the making, now even longer, because we're going to decide what is the best MCU film of the Infinity Saga. And as I stated, Infinity Saga, so Endgame was the end-all be-all, so everything that takes place after that did not make it in here, so no Spider-Man. Technically, Black Widow is the end-all be-all. Technically, even though it happened beforehand. Well, and funny how you mentioned Black Widow. We did recently finally put our review up for Black Widow, so go back and listen to that if you want to hear our review on that. but we had to wait for Black Widow to finally come out because that technically took place in the middle. And we're yeah, right. and then the pandemic happened. And we're like, yeah, push back. oh my gosh. I don't know if we're ever going to do this list now. And we have finally seen it and we are finally ready to do this because also in prep, Shang-Chi comes up next week. Mr. Damon here's birthday also. And to kind of celebrate that, we're going to have our own bracket tournament if you've listened to us before, you kind of know how it works, but I'm going to, you know, Jimmy's here, so I'll run it through again. Basically, I went through all of these movies, uh, like, reception-wise. I looked at user IMDb average rating, Rotten Tomatoes score, and Metacritic score. And I put all of them down. And if you ever want to know the stats of any of them, feel free to ask and I'll pull them up. Because let's just say it was interesting when I w- went through this and it took me two hours. Um, but basically if one had a very high of the other, went to the next one, and if they were close on any of the other ones, you know, the higher one would always win. And the one that had the highest one out of all three of them got bumped up higher to number one, number two, and stuff. So there is, uh, let's see, I think there's 22, yeah, there's That's 20, right. there's 22 films on here. Uh, the, the first eight technically because of how the bracket was made had a buy, but number eight and number nine still face each other. So, but I'll just include that on the fact that they're a buy. Uh, and how it's going to work is going to say what film is going up against another. We will personally tell our feelings about how the other film stacks up against the other one, and that being quality, rewatchability, acting, and just overall, like, your feelings on how you come out of the film. All right. And, you know, you can have your own feelings set, but if somebody says something that really drives you to feel differently... Go home and cry. (laughs) Yeah, go home and cry. Supper Uh, and die. But there's three of us. It basically just takes two to move on. Like the Pandora, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we'll kind of go 
you know, around like clockwork, like to start out. So everybody at least gets a say sometimes uh, because there could be two in a row and you're like, well, and if you're automatically just out, I'll be like, I'll still ask like, well, you're out, but how would you have felt going into it? True. Um, okay. So you guys feel like you get it and understand yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, first matchup is the number 16 seed, Captain America, First Avenger, going up against the number 17 seed, Age of Ultron. And wow. J- and Jimmy, you're our debuting guest, so I'll let you have the first vote. Uh, I'll let you... I enjoyed uh, Captain America a little bit better. I mean, it went through his backstory, which for most Marvel fans, you should already know most of their backstories. But I get it to reach that wider audience. You go through through the steps to introduce them. And Age of Ultron. I, I liked it, but I just... I didn't care what they did with uh, Scarlet Witch and uh, Quicksilver, mm-hmm. but since they didn't own the word mutant, and you couldn't bring that into what they had, mm-hmm. and then... Uh, Before the fox buy. Right, yeah, and I, I get why they killed Quicksilver, that was part of the deal. Marvel got one, which was Scarlet Witch, Sony got the other one. So, Marvel's like, well, you gotta die, Quicksilver. Yeah, you could easily survive that, but moving on, you're dead, Quicksilver. But uh, the acting, very good for both both sides. Do you, you want to know the stats out of any of them? Uh, sure. Okay. I haven't really looked at uh, that stuff. I usually don't base my opinions on yeah. on those. Um, Captain America, First Avenger, had an 80 on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.9 out of 10 on the audience. And 66% on meta. Um, Avengers Age of Ultron had a 76 on Rotten, 7.3 out of 10 from audience, and 66 on meta. So it's higher rated then. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good story, but like like I said, I I understand what they did with like the the twins, Wanda and uh, Quicksilver. That was my only issue with the Age of Ultron. I did like the acting for, like I said, both of it. Most of Marvel movies, their acting is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Story-wise, I kind of like the uh, Captain America one better. So your vote is going for Cap? Yeah. Okay, that's one for Cap. Uh, Damon, so, what are you going with? Uh, rewatching, you know, most of the MCU, one of them I did rewatch that I didn't felt like I gave it a fair enough swing was Age of Ultron because when I first watched it, my instant thought was, Oh my god, look at Ultron. And I was really pissed off because Quicksilver is one of my favorite Marvel characters. And I, yeah, I'm with Jimmy. I they felt like they just kind of shit on him. And it's just like, bye. But I didn't hate so much, like, you know, I'm with him on that. Like, I didn't hate so much, like, the fact that they couldn't use mutant or, you know, whatever. Like, they, they couldn't really see, you know, couldn't really do that, legal issues. But, you know, after rewatching it, I do, it did go higher up, in my opinion. I, I did, I enjoyed it. And I thought it was a pretty fun watch. Like, there was a lot of really good action in it. There were a lot of really good fight scenes. Uh, honestly, it has my favorite 
um, like emotion like you get to see a lot of emotion from characters that you don't really normally get to see like until later on you know in the series like Hawkeye mm-hmm. in the first like five movies he's just absolutely useless and dog shit like he's just like and it's sad because Hawkeye's a cool character same thing with Black Widow she actually well she got a little more you know she got a little more development but she still there was not much of like the emotional side whereas this we got the confrontation with her and Hulk and like I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and when she would calm him down, yeah, it was like call you know, sing him a lullaby. And she'd, you know, pat his hand and stuff. Mm-hmm. That that was actually a really good emotional thing that showed like their connection. But as far as, you know, standing goes, Captain America is one of my favorite MCU films. So I'm kinda have to throw it a swing to that because one, Captain America is an amazing character and they do a lot of justice in the old timey feel of the movie. Everything feels old timey, like, yeah. like it should. And well, during just, World War One. Yeah. Yeah. And I uh, know it was World War Two. Oh. Yeah, it was two because they were fighting the Nazis. Yep. The World War Two was Vietnam, though. No, no, no. Vietnam's a whole different thing. Okay. During the sixties. Yeah, World War One was more Russia, Germany. Uh, they were all kind of involved. Japan. Um, but. So, like, you know, you got that whole World War II feel, like, you know, the military going on. Like, there's a lot of really cool stuff, and it's just a fun fight. And Red Skull is just an awesome villain. Like, he's just awesome. Vigo, and, Vigo Mortensen, man. Yeah, and just the, the whole great actor. whole story just involved in it is, it's a very well, like, it's probably my favorite of the solo films. It's maybe not maybe not favorite, but it's really high well, up there. Wa- watch how much you use best and favorite, though. Because I don't want you to give away too much. But. No, I, I just mean specifically of solos. I would say it's high up there. Okay. In regard. So I'm definitely going to have to give it to Captain America. Well, just like that, Captain America, First Avenger, we'll move on. So it did not matter what I have to say. But <laughs> That's if right. I had to say, um, the, the big positive, I mean, you kind of brought it up, Damon, for me about Age of Ultron, especially if I'm comparing it with the other first Avengers, I feel like a lot of the characters actually got more development. Like, the, the, the parts that I would say go back to are the party scene in the very first one, because then they're just working off with another, you know, yeah. they've, they've kind of gotten to know each other a little bit more, and they're having fun. And, of course, there's a few symbolisms there that are going to be coming later, like uh, Cap almost picking up Mjolnir, so... That, that's honestly one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Like, he nudges it, and Thor's like, oh, What? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, I get what you're saying, for sure, because, like, that was the one thing. But I felt like they put some of the other characters on the back burner to involve well, yeah. the other half. Um, and, I mean, at, like kind of like how you are saying, I went back and I rewatched all these. Um, and my, actually, appreciation, actually, for Captain America has gone up. Because, I mean, I still don't think Chris Evans was the shining thing in it. Because, again, he was still getting used to it. Like, I, I still love Stanley Tucci. I love Tommy uh, Lee Jones, especially in it. Honestly, I think he's Carter's he, character is awesome, too. Yeah. But uh, I like how he is, like, the one that doesn't shine, at like, the whole time. When they're yeah. on missions, like, the other guys get to do stuff to shine. I'm like, okay... That shows he's a team player and he's actually a real captain. So plus, you know me, I'm a sucker for war movies. So, yeah. so I I would have gone with Captain America too. So it would have been a sweet. Yeah, actually, uh, there was just a shot from uh, 
Age of Ultron is one of my favorite shots when the first one they're all like attacking the, the base mm-hmm. and they all like are in that shot where it's like the whole team and like Hulk has the fist and stuff where it just showed. Yeah. That's like a super there, good shot there, of the MCU. There's a TV ongoing for people that don't see this. <laughs> Uh, okay, so up next, uh, and Damon will be, be casting the first vote, is the number 15 seed recently coming out, Black Widow, oh. up against the number 18 seed, Captain Marvel. Oh. <laughs> first, first solo women in this thing going head-to-head. Yeah. Well, I remember watching uh, Captain Marvel. Like, we all went and seen it in theaters. Mm-hmm. And I left the theater, like... I liked it better than I thought I was going to, for sure. Like, there's still a lot in there that was pretty questionable. Like, I think some of the acting here and there kind of falls falls for me. Uh, there there was outshines. Obviously, Samuel L. Jackson was he was like probably the favorite part of the whole film. Like, he was great. And I can't remember the name of the cat. Yeah, Morgan um, something. Yeah, and that that to me was like one of the funniest. That like I was actually genuinely laughing. And I, I do like that they're bringing the scrolls into it, which I don't feel like they've done really anything with. So I'm waiting to see. That, that's yeah, future timelines. Yeah, uh, I think what was it? Uh, Wandavision brings yeah. up the fact that they're coming back. So so uh, I mean that's kind of interesting with like the whole idea of like the scrolls, like, and I, I appreciate that they're bringing into that storyline, mm-hmm. but it was you know, but. The thing is, the competitor also is the movie that we all went and seen in theaters. That we were highly anticipating. Yeah, one of my biggest films that I've been waiting on because I love Black Widow as a character, mm-hmm. and the fact that when I found out that like who they were getting to play her was just it was just a double dose, and so I was happy. I was really excited, and I mean the movie. There's definitely a lot of letdowns in it for sure. Like I think Taskmaster was. They just went so over the top, and like you know, they could have done a lot of things with it, but they just chose to make weird decisions that I just couldn't follow. Well, remember, you you don't have to review it all over again. Yeah. You're but, putting it up against Captain Marvel. <laughs> but there, there's positives in yeah. it, and I think that what I'm gonna have to go with is Black Widow. Mm-hmm. I think it just it's a hair better than Captain Marvel. You know, they're there. As far as like size, I think there's more people in it that make it great mm-hmm. that I like more. Whereas, like, you have like David Arbor and then um, the, the girl from The Mummy. Um, uh, oh, you mean uh, Rachel Bunch? Yeah, her, her mom and stuff. And her sister, they all just are such good characters. And like, the villain, at least in it, is decent. I would say, like, the, the whole idea of like she's having to fight the other Black Widow, that part of the villain. Mm-hmm. Not so much Taskmaster. Like, that was pretty good. I enjoyed that. So, yeah, I think my choice is Black Widow. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I remember when I first saw Captain Marvel in the theater. And, again, like most of these, I mean, other than Hulk, <laughs> I didn't really know much about any of them. I mean, like, I knew of Captain America, but never read anything. I knew of Thor, but never read anything. I never read anything about these people, so I was like... I'm going with what they're giving me. It, it could be to the comics. It could not be. Um, and I'm remember, a bit, but yeah, still good story. Um, and I mean, yeah, I didn't know anything about Captain Marvel. Uh, I knew a little bit about Brie Larson who was playing her, and I was like, 
she's a really talented actress, so... Yeah, yeah. I, want, I want to preface my other comment with that okay. a little bit. <laughs> I just, I don't think she's a bad actress, it's just not so much in this. Okay. Um, but the thing that I was having issues with is that the script kept on making it out to be that she was a hothead and that she had trouble controlling her emotions, but Brie is a very subtle and stoic actress. Like, she does not do big expressions and stuff like that. So I don't put that necessarily on her. I put that on the directors who only directed TV before this. Um, and the script just had it going in wonky directions with that. Uh, yeah, Samuel L. Jackson was entertaining. The CG on him to de-age him I thought was pretty good. It's just his body kind of showed that it was still him, like, uh, getting very tired. Right. Um, and... Uh, Jude Law and stuff like that. It was like, yeah, they're they're gonna be the baddies. I know this because the other thing is that this was taking place in the '90s, so we knew this was a prequel. So they were introducing clear characters that were part of with the. Uh, oh, jeez, I'm forgetting their title now. Uh, uh, with Ronan and stuff like that. Ronan the Cursor. Yeah, but what's his like uh, race called? Oh. Uh, anyway, who he he makes an appearance in this. Uh, but that you know they're baddies, but they're kind of trying to set it up like it's a surprise. I'm like, no, no wait, very serious for that. that. Yeah. Um, but that's like the thing about going all the way back to make this technically the second one. Now, rewatching them all chronologically, how they're supposed to be, I actually found a little bit more enjoyment than I had the first time. Uh, now, and Damon kind of did say a good bit about, because I felt a little bit about the same about Black Widow, uh, but putting it against Captain Marvel, I'm going to have to go with Black Widow. I, I found it was just a more entertaining film overall, and I like the side characters. The, the, the trickiest thing is that Captain Marvel and Black Widow both have the same thing, where the leading character is actually not the most interesting. But I like Black Widow just a tad bit more. I think Scarlett Johansson is a little bit better yeah. as far as a main character then. But she's also been doing that for a while, too. Yeah. She's the character, pretty much. Right. I, yeah. So, uh, sorry, Jimmy, but you did not get a say <laughs> in that. Uh, if you had to have a quick say, what would it be? Um, I didn't watch Black Widow, so it kind of works out for me. I plan on to it, but uh, I like Captain Marvel, though I was more focused on how did he lose his eye? Because mm -hmm. he's hanging out with that cat. I was like, what is it? How did he lose his eye? That kind of was a disappointing thing, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to be something so epic. Like, I, I still kind of enjoyed that, but I was like, ah, you're, you've been building it up, and there were so many chances, something cool, and that's what they did. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, okay, well, up next, and uh, I'll get the first vote on this, as the number 10 seed, Doctor Strange, up against the number 23, Thor the Dark World. Oh, man. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to kind of make this quick. Uh, Thor the Dark World is nowhere near in the top for me. Uh, I feel like it kind of scatters story-wise. Uh, I do like that it introduces the ideas of the Infinity Stones. Um, and Tom Nielsen, I still think, shows the range of Loki to come. Uh, but, I mean, putting it up against Doctor Strange, it's one of the most trippy visual movies out of all of them. 
and I like Ben and I really like Benedict Cumberbatch as the character. Uh, a lot of similar things with Iron Man as far as with his character, but it's still entertaining. I like the characters overall, so it's a clear choice for me. I'm giving it to Doctor Strange. Jimmy, uh, I agree with Ian. Doctor Strange is this compared to those two, just much better. I mean, it show showcases Doctor Strange's wide variety of powers, stuff he can do. Uh, Thor's not my necessarily favorite character. There are some good things in in Dark World, some things they set up for future. But as far as storyline, uh, it's a little bit weaker than some of the other other ones. So yeah, Doc, Doctor Strange is definitely the better of the two. Okay, well, and just like that, Doctor Strange is going to move on. We've we've had pretty consensus. So uh, Damon, After, uh, rewatching all of them. Uh, and, you know, kind of going through. Uh, I actually left Thor in the Dark World just about the same, maybe a little bit more. Like, one actually a scene that I, I really do like, care to bring up, actually, is the, the scene where Thor, he's, he's in a lot of trouble. Like, you really need someone to help him get Jane back the human the, side. Yeah. That and is neat to see. He goes to, and he goes over, and he's like, Loki, I need your help. And he's like, I don't want any fakeness i want you to be like straight up with me and it's like it goes from loki with like a full furnished room to crazy like him holding his staff like being all like powerful to him just sitting there just disheveled like and the the first thing he asks is did she suffer like that to me is honestly a fantastic scene between thor and loki like i mean one of my favorite scenes in interaction because it's so it very humanizes Loki when, you know, most of the other things just point them out. Like if you didn't watch anything else, I feel like Thor Lark would at least show some, a little bit of appreciation towards that. But everything else in the movie is garbage. <laughs> yeah. The movie is absolutely pointless. Nothing happens. Like I was very bored watching it. So and yeah, Dr. Strange would have got my vote too, because it's just, and- and uh, let's just quickly throw in probably the worst villain out of all of them, Malachi. Yeah. Oh, easy, easy. Uh, yeah. I don't know much about Malachi either, so but I, what they did with him, I was like, eh. at least top three, at I, least. <laughs> I, I just know that he apparently he was played by a former Doctor Who actor, oh. and I was like, wow, I think he, I think he got a real rough. Some of the stick. other villains, like I, I kind of know who they are, yeah. you know. Whereas like that movie, I was like, I don't even know this character, like you know. Well, like I said, my main focus in the Marvel Universe is the mutant side of it. Yeah. And of course, they run into the Avengers. Oh, yeah. So. Okay, well, uh, then moving on, we have, <laughs> funny enough, number 20 seed, Thor, the first one. So Thor is back. Uh, going up against the number 13 seed, Guardians Volume 2. Ooh. And, uh, Jimmy, you get first take. Out of the two, I, I prefer the Guardians, just because they're a, they're a fun, goofy team. They they eventually get stuff done, just the way they go about it. It's not the best way to do it, but they get it done. I mean, I, I like Thor. I mean, it shows, like, his what he's about, but compared to Guardians, I mean... I laugh more. I enjoyed the script a little bit better. It's, it's more like with my personality, more random. Mm-hmm. So I, I appreciate that from the Guardians. 
And when I heard Marvel was picking them to uh, do movies off of, I was like, oh, that's neat. I know nothing about this group. Just like everybody. Yeah. They're obscure, but uh, really cool. And they do, like I said, my, my, my clear choice is Guardians. Okay. Compared to Thor. That's one vote for Guardians 2. Damon. Uh, so, if if I'm looking at both these movies, like, I like Guardians 2. Like, there's, there's a lot of fun stuff in it. Um, the, the, there's definitely a lot of character development, for sure. And Yondu is, like, a very outshine person in this. Like, he is really good in this. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, you know, you got a lot of, you know, char- like I said, character development. But... If I if I'm bursting up against Thor, I, I think I'd have to pick Thor, because I just overall speaking, I just prefer Thor as a movie. I just I love to watch it. Like the, the phase one is like probably my favorite phase. I would say it's just it's it takes on to me that is Thor at the most purest form of Thor, because Thor to me is not supposed to be a comedy character. He's just funny because. He has these weird ways he does things because he's from, you know, mythology. Yeah, it's from Asgard where, like, everything is, like, they talk like this. They're very proper. Like, they have weird ways. They say words. like Shakespearean. Yeah. And, like, like the, the scene that is perfect explaining is, like, when he's, like, more. And he smashes the, the mug of coffee. And she's, like, how about you just ask for more? <laughs> he's, like, I just wanted another. Like That's how we do it. And, and that's, to me, <laughs> is, like... Did how Thor is supposed to be. He's not like, you know, he's not, he's like, I feel like when they go like in game and all that, he's mm-hmm. funny and stuff, so. But I think I would definitely have to go with Thor. Well, here we go. Somebody has to be the decider vote now. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, I do agree that I, I really actually do enjoy Thor. Uh, I, it was the first time again where they also brought in a giant actor and Anthony Hopkins to be him oh, to yeah. give that they gravitas. Um, and Chris Hemsworth, you know, that was his first big role other than for a few minutes in Star Trek. Uh, but, uh, and then I rewatched Guardians 2 and I was like, wow, the, all the characters on the side, like, Drax is still amazing. Uh, Gamora gets more development. Nebula gets more development. Rocket and Yondu have great development. The short ends, to me, are Star-Lord and the villain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because Kurt Kurt Russell as Ego, he starts off just great Kurt Russell. He's charismatic and you like him. It's just then his character kind of all just into like all <clears> oh, the stock. Quick. The acting is not bad by Kurt Russell. It's the problem is he's not a good ego. Like, okay. Um, but a big thing for me is Thor is also a story where it's like the fish out of water and he's from this, you know, great visually looking place. And yep, we're going to put him now on Earth and that's where we're going to spend most of our time now. And I'm like, uh, Guardians is more visually entertaining. They're across the galaxy and they're having fun and shtick. And killer soundtrack. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to have to say Guardians 2 takes it. Uh, Once I saw it was up against, I have a villain. Right. I mean, Thor is still a really good movie. I honestly prefer the villain. Like, as far as villains go, like, it's... Well, yeah, it's Loki. Yeah. <laughs> well... Uh, I mean, yeah, Loki is technically, but most of the battling goes on with uh, the armor, 
and that that armor is just nuts. Oh, destroyer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so moving on, we have the number 19 seed, Iron Man 3, going up against the number 14 seed, Ant-Man. Hmm. Uh, and let's see, uh, Damon, I believe you get first. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> let's see. So, again, rewatching these, um, I... I have I have my I have valid complaints about both films I would say um, I think they both suffer from weak villains they they both have you know a lot of interesting side characters um, and I I like Ant Man like and after rewatching them both this is such an even one for me like <laughs> this is very this is hard you know what I think. Just due to the actual character development and about dealing with the mental tragedy, I'm gonna have to give it to Iron Man three. Hmm. <laughs> because because for me, Tony like you know there, there is a lot of crap in it, but like there is Tony shows real emotion in that like he's he's very like he's he's realizes he's having panic attacks and like has a lot of interesting like there's a lot of interesting stuff in there for me where he, he feels like he's slowly getting dragged down okay. by these attacks that he has and you know i think it's just you know enough character development that i really think i'd have to give to iron man 3. that's a good point um yeah uh i honestly again this is ones where i don't dislike them as a whole like i can say that for all of them uh, I would say the biggest misstep that Ant-Man took was not letting Edgar Wright direct it. <laughs> uh, he's one of my favorite directors. But he did also help with the script, so it had that dialogue in there that had that feeling of it. Uh, also, again, character I knew nothing about, and I grew to actually really care for Scott Lang. I like the connection that he has with his daughter. That's the heart of the movie. And again, visually, it lends itself to like the whole growing and shrinking stuff. Yeah. Very inventive and imaginative. Uh, Iron Man 3, I agree. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. has some strong acting moments and stuff. It's just the story kind of falls flat for me as far as the reveal and stuff. Now, I'll, I'll stick up for the reveal of the Mandarin stuff with Ben Kingsley. But when I boil it down to, it's a, another guy in a suit, and that's his villain. Uh, and with the fact that I had so much fun with Ant-Man, and I like him as a character, I'm going to have to give it to Ant-Man. So now it comes to Jimmy to be the deciding. <laughs> uh, going into it, I was, I was already like, well, Ant-Man, obviously, but like uh, Damon said, the, I was thinking back through Iron Man 3, Tony Stark... I mean, his his thing is he's the invincible Iron Man, and he realized maybe I'm not so invincible. Maybe I do need help, and he kind of goes through that where he's like, "Huh, I can be taken down." Because I believe what was it the first one where he's like, "I'm Iron Man," yeah. where he just blazingly like challenge anyone, give them the address, which is always a bad idea. Because well, he does that in this one. <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't remember for which which one he did that. He admits he's Iron Man in the first one. Yeah. This one, he gave his home yeah. address. Like, I'm ready now, but... Uh. Well, for, uh, one thing that I uh, I forgot about is, like, he, he definitely 
is like putting so much effort into so much of his work and like he's it's now he is Iron Man he's not Tony Stark he's Iron Man and then they later on like that's why he does that protocol where it's like the redo protocol or whatever mm-hmm. and it just all you just see all the suits flying away blown up and he's like we're just gonna clean sweep like we're just I'm well, gonna be myself well, well let's put it this way if you're gonna stay up for Iron Man 3 I'm gonna stay up a little bit for Ant-Man now because you also have Michael Douglas who comes in. He's great as Pym. Yeah, I think Yeah. Uh, Lee who comes in as a wasp as a strong female character and like. Well, to wow, be fair, she's she, not the wasp in this. She well, but yeah. she makes the good case where she should be the one doing this shit because Scott Lang does not understand this like yeah, her. Criminal. But, <laughs> right. But he has some things to bring to it. <laughs> my, Michael Douglas has. Care, cares for his daughter. He's like, I don't want you to go through the same like mind stuff I had to go through. Ant Man will do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's have a guy. He's, he's expe- a he's expendable. Uh, but again, there's so much heart with the characters coming together to go up against you know the corporation stuff. Yeah, I mean, the, I, I, the I, I villain is not that. great. Oh, but, yeah, they they really butchered it. Okay. I can't, what was the villain for that? Uh, um, Yellow Jacket. Yellow, Yellow Jacket. Jacket. Yeah. Really butchered. <laughs> it's weak, but I, I think I would vote Ant-Man just because I love the movie a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like the development Tony Stark got, but the, just the storyline was kind of on the weaker side. And I, like I said, I love Tony's development as a character in it, but I think for me, I liked Ant-Man better just because it was a little bit better story, a little bit. I mean, both villains were weak in it. I kind of like what they did with the Mandarin, but yeah, I, I still feel like I I enjoyed Ant Man. Well, especially more. now that now now that I know that they're they saving it for Shang Chi, now I can you know because they have it all written out like they, oh, they yeah. have an idea of the storyline. Yeah. So now that I kind of know that, that, I don't hate it as much. And it has more. It's just like an intro because Ant Man it's going to play a huge part coming up as well yeah, yeah. so it's just getting the Ant-Man. intro of their characters on board well Ant-Man moves on uh getting close here got two more in this first round uh up next we have speaking of Iron Man we have the number 21 seed Iron Man 2 going up against the 12th seed Infinity War oh uh, and I get first cast. Uh, yeah, uh, rewatching these, as I was saying, uh, whereas Captain Marvel kind of went up a little bit for me as far as the first time, uh, Iron Man 2 started to go a little bit more down for me. Uh, I feel like the main issue was they wanted to tell the story about how he had to, how Tony had to, you know, work out like a new element for himself. Because the same thing that was keeping him alive was killing him, um, and they introduced Black Widow, who's a pretty good introduction to this. Um, but my main thing is that uh, with the script, they were just like 50% written, the other 50 in possession. There's so much improv in this uh, that it kind of just boils down to just a lot of jokes, and a lot of them don't seem to land as much as they did. Um, I do also like Don Cheadle being introduced oh, yeah. as War Don Machine. No, nothing against Terrence Howard, but I, Don Cheadle is a great, great actor. Oh, yeah. um, and Samuel L. Jackson does provide some good jokes in there and some insight. But again, it also though kind of divulges into 
why did we have to spend so much time for Tony to develop a new element when then in Iron Man 3, he's just going to get rid of the shrapnel where I was like, why didn't you just do that? They may not have been aware that's where they're going yet. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, and Infinity War, it was just a gigantic event, and I love the introduction of Thanos finally showing how powerful he is and stuff. So, and uh, I don't want to drive too much into that, so I'm going to give it to Infinity War. Jimmy? Um, out of the Iron Man movies, uh, 2 is my least favorite. It's, I don't know why. Every time I try to watch it, I fall asleep. Not because it's awful. It's just, for me, not my favorite. I don't know much about Backlash as a villain. Whiplash. Whiplash. Okay, I can't even get his name right. <laughs> but uh, I I didn't feel like that one was a strong, strong story. I mean, especially against Avengers, because, like I said, Thanos coming in. He just wrecking the Asgardians. Thor was injured in... When he went up against the Hulk, and the Hulk's like, I'm the strongest. I'll beat him <laughs> in a fight. And the Hulk was like, oh, no, I've been beaten badly. He gets sent back to Earth. I mean, that's a neat story arc coming up later, too. But, yeah, I just feel like the Avengers, I mean, that one, more entertaining, more story-driven. And it she's, like, cool aspects of other characters, like, like I said, the Hulk mm-hmm. and how he deals with his defeat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I give it to the Avengers. Oh, well, and just like that, Infinity War is going to take it. Uh, Damon, if you have to get your two cents in, what would it have been? Uh, well, between the two, like, uh, like I kind of agree with Jimmy. Like, it's probably my least favorite Iron Man because Whiplash, like, he's a cool villain, but, like, Mickey Rourke is Mickey just... Mickey Rourke. Yeah, he's Mickey Rourke. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he can be good or bad. Um, and, you know, they, they didn't, I feel like they didn't really know what they wanted to do with the movie. Yeah. They, they kind of just were like, we're yeah. adding these characters, and then, like, he was, like, the mastermind that mastermind. And, like, the, then it was finally, like, the big reveal, like, you know who I am. And it was like, oh, yeah, your dad was just kind of a piece of shit. Like, that's... Well, but, again, it kind of divulged into it. Yeah, he, he's, like, he you would think is the main villain, but then there's Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Another guy in a suit. <laughs> yeah. Surprise! Um, yeah. But... Uh, I will say that one of my favorite scenes with Iron Man is in this movie, and it's when him and Don Cheadle are standing back to back, and they're like, "Okay, yeah, we're gonna do this," and then they just start like fighting, like you know, blowing shit up and like fighting all the robots coming after. Oh, them. that was really. I cool. love that. That's probably one of my favorite some, scenes in the movie. Some good fight scenes in there. That was but, probably the highlight of the movie for yeah. me. But I, I was kind of wondering where you were going with that because I was like, "Okay, if you're gonna talk about their fight." Oh, I have a bone to pick with that. Yeah. That just feels like a freaking cartoon. Well, and Tony's all over the place in that film. Yeah. He like, he, he's literally like, I'm a race car driver. I'm thinking, I, I will say a surprising cameo that I didn't expect, too, is Elon Musk, Musk. is in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I have to say Infinity War because, like, there, there's a lot of really cool stuff in Infinity War. There's a lot of good fights. And I was super emotional when the the whole uh, Spider-Man was like, Mr. Stark? And, like, what, what does he say again? I don't feel good. Because yeah. of his spider senses, he can sense that he's... Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I don't feel well. And then it's just like, it's like, oh no! <laughs> like, you know, it's just like, you're like, oh my god. But, I mean, all right, I think Infinity War takes it. Mm-hmm. And now to the final one of the first round, we have the number 22 seed, Incredible Hulk. I forgot about that one. <laughs> A lot of Go, going up against the number 11 seed, 
Ant-Man and Wasp. Uh, let's see. Uh, I had first pick, so Jimmy, you get first. Yeah, uh, okay. I, I vaguely remember the Hulk. It, they tried with the Hulk, but uh, it, it just fell flat to me. That's the one with, like, the, the muted dogs, right? Uh, no, that's no. just Hulk. That's, that's just Hulk. This is okay. the Incredible Hulk. This is with Abomination. Oh, with Abomination. Okay. Alright, so I did get the wrong Hulk. Still fell flat. <laughs> it, it's not the same actor who plays yeah. him later. <laughs> I mean, actor-wise, that's fair. I mean, the act. It, I feel like the acting was good, but mm-hmm. the script was weak. I like Abomination as a villain, but not necessarily what they did with them. It's just pretty much two large monsters mm-hmm. just fighting each other. I mean, I like how they brought in Doc Samson, but it really didn't shine on what he could do. Because he's another one that's super smart and super powerful. And, I, I don't and, know. Like, and, and here we are ten years later, but he's not been referenced again. Yeah. He, he was a throwaway character, basically. They could have done a lot more with him. Uh, so, yeah, Ant-Man and Wasp win. I mean, again, they have that zany fun, the jokes. Uh, good acting. I love Paul Rudd as an actor. He really nails the uh, the Ant Man character. So yeah, it's so Ant Man and the Wasp. So Ant Man and Wasp gets first vote. Damon. Um, well, between the two, like Ant Man and the Wasp for me was like, I mean, who, who's the girl who plays Wasp again? Evangeline Lilly. Evangeline Lilly. She's really good at the Wasp. I'll give her okay. that for sure. She's definitely like uh, always an outshine when she's. Like on screen, I feel like, and Paul Rudd is great. Like he he is a good Ant Man. Like I don't necessarily hate Ant Man, like I I do I like him as a character, and uh, I prefer Hank Pym, but it is what it is. Um, and then the whole for me was like I remember watching this film and like it was it was a weird time because like I was pretty young when it came out. Yeah, it was it was the second one yeah. that technically came out. So it's like the first one came out. Iron Man came out in two thousand eight. So yeah. like this was like two thousand nine. Yeah. So it was you know I was pretty young in it, and I love Hulk as a character, and I actually really like Edward Norton's Hulk. I, oh, I, yeah. I I'm a big fan of Edward Norton anyways as an actor, and I mean nothing against Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo is great, and he is a fantastic Hulk. Like there's nothing against him. And, I like the way his Hulk looks, too. Cor- cor- correction. This came out the same year. It was 2008. Oh. Yeah. Um, Marvel was putting it out there already. Right. I do like Edward Norton as that Hulk. Um, and Abomination, his looks-wise, yeah, but for me, like, he was an alright villain. You know, he, he wasn't he wasn't great. He wasn't, like, standout, but, you know, neither was Ghost. <laughs> like, yeah. she was a pretty awful villain. So, you know, honestly, I think I'm going to have to give this to Hulk. Okay, comes back down to meet again. Uh, this is an interesting tale of the tape for me as far as stuff that I do like and stuff that I don't. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I felt like it took on too much. Um, it started to have like the Spider-Man 3 kind of vibe because they have multiple villains. Uh, funny enough how you mentioned Ghost... Ghost is probably the strongest villain out of yeah, it. Yeah, saying a lot. Because then they have, for some reason, Walter Goggins as, like, the underground, you know, gangster thing with him. Yeah. Uh, which I was just like, you could have cut this out or just, you know, shortened it. 
Um, and then uh, Lawrence Fishburne is kind of like uh, I am good, but I am kind of bad because I'm helping ghosts, but it's because nobody yeah. cares for her. I got things, so I need so, to So over, uh, like, dramatic, like, too much. Uh, but again, I also then like the uh, creativity that they do with, like, the sizing and stuff. And I brought this briefly up with you on Friday. The thing that I also don't like is that they started to turn Scott Lang into too much of an idiot. Yeah, he's actually be, pretty intelligent. Be, well, I would say, like, he's not on, like, the Iron Man and Bruce no. level, but, but he does understand a few more things. But in this one, they were almost really driving that you're an idiot. Yeah, and well, um, see, Hank Pym's obviously the smarter yeah. of the Ant-Man. But then, he's more on, like, But then the we also level, then but. get Michelle Pfeiffer's character, uh, and she's been in the quantum realm and stuff, and we don't really explore... What about her character? I don't know if we will, but we have to I'll wait. for Quantum, quantum Mania. Uh, That'll be fun. Incredible Hulk, I think, is a more straightforward script and story. It's just... It doesn't do anything to stand out as far as... Because it's called The Incredible Hulk. I don't think we get The Incredible Hulk until Avengers. Right. To, to because, be fair, though... Okay. Well, to be fair, though... Like, with the whole, like, changing of actors, they probably, like, we probably would have seen more. Well, okay, but this is not about the actors. I'm talking about what they did with the Hulk himself. Because in this one, he fights tanks again. He fights Abomination, who's just a giant one. He doesn't show his actual true force until later. And uh, Edward Norton, at the beginning, I felt like they kind of stretched his opening thing a little bit too long. I kind of like that, because it did show, like, a... Bruce Banner on the run and why he's mm-hmm. on the run. It really doesn't focus because Bruce just wants to be left alone. He hasn't yeah. figured out what to do with the anger and controlling the Hulk because once he hulks out, yeah. he knows I'm going to kill everything in my path. And actually, and later on, I, that's why I appreciate Mark Ruffalo in some of the later depictions yeah. because um, he does that. Um, and also, oh, w- yeah. w- William Hurt as the general, I'm like, you seem to understand stuff, but then you completely go back on the abomination thing. You're like, you start to show you don't take orders. We're studying this. Like, you clearly start to show it, but then he's okay with it. So well, to be fair, he does in the comics turn himself into the Red Hulk to fight Hulk. So well, he kind well, of is a hypocrite. Okay. Um, <laughs> but that's not happened. Not right. Uh, it may not. <laughs> um, so... It's really weird for me with this one. Uh, if I boil it down to full-on quality, I'm going to give it to Hulk. Because I'm let down by so many things in Ant-Man and the Wasp. And I feel, and it's a little bit of a shorter and easier watch. So I'm going to yeah. have to give it to Incredible Hulk. That's fair. That's fair. And that's actually, I think, uh, no, that is the first actual upset. I think we went with all higher seeds the first round, <laughs> except for that one. Uh, so yeah, guys, uh, now moving on to the second round. <laughs> I'm going to go straight into the eight and nine seeds since they got kind of the buy too. And oh boy, when I saw this, I was like, oh no. going to be a hard one. The number Challenge. eight seed, Spider-Man Homecoming. 
against the number nine seed, Captain America the Winter Soldier. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, jeez. And who... Do I go first? I... Who just went? I, I was the deciding. Yeah, so that'd be me. Well, no, 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 you uh, did go, so he goes yeah. first. So Damon goes wow. first. Okay, so going between these two films, uh, this is a really hard one, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I actually really like Spider-Man Homecoming. Like, as far as an introduction, it's not necessarily his introduction, but I'm glad that they skipped over the Uncle Ben crap. Like, they skipped over the thing, like, he's just Peter, you know? He just, he's trying to thing, uh, there's a lot of out, you know, outshines in this for sure. Um, Michael Keaton as Vulture is awesome. Has good him. motives. Like he's one of the more villain, like you know, he's like the villain in some of the other movies that are like sympathetic. Like you really understand where his character's coming from. He's pissed off, like you know, and he's mad at uh, Iron Man. He's mad at Tony Stark because he helped create this mess and. I think uh, there's something about his company's going to clean it up and taking jobs away from him or something. Yeah, his, um, his job force was going to clean up stuff and then and make a ton of money. Stark started something and basically pulled them out. I, th- yeah, I think yeah. it was like a deal with S.H.I.E.L.D. or... Yeah, I think he felt bad, so he was like, hey, I'll clean it up. Yeah. That way the tech doesn't fall into it. And I, I think it's more like Tony's, oh, this is some cool tech. We better get it in S.H.I.E.L.D.'s, obviously. I don't know. Well, shield, cool shield slash Hydra. I want all of this. <laughs> so, like, yeah, Tony's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to clean this up. You know, I'll clean this up. So it took away a lot of jobs. They were going to make a shit ton of money. And so, yeah, I mean, it turned him kind of evil because it's it's going against his livelihood. So you're really sympathetic towards that character. And I like the plot with him going after his daughter. And then he finds, like, the reveal that, like, he's at her parents' house. And then mm-hmm. he turns, he's like... Oh shit! <laughs> I love how he figured that who Peter Parker was. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, he's like, oh, and like, so yeah, he's one of them that knows. But then you have the also the sympathetic, sympathetic part where he saves him, and then like at the the cutscene, and he sees uh, a scorpion, well, mm-hmm. supposedly scorpion, and he's like, ah, yeah, I don't know, I don't know a thing. So like, there's a lot of really good stuff in it, and then you go over to Captain America: The Winter Soldier, same thing, like. Great characters introduces one of my favorite Avengers, Falcon. He's mm-hmm. cool. He's great, um, and there's a lot of great story into it. Like it's probably it's a BA spy movie, like awesome spy movie. And so if I'm gonna have to put them up against each other, I'm really gonna have to go with Captain America. Well, that's one for Winter Soldier. One of my favorite movies, probably my favorite movie of the MCU. So. That's okay. pushing a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, as soon as I saw that this was a, one that was going to be happening, I was like, no, just shoot me now. Because, because it is. Th- this is easily my favorite Spider-Man now. Uh, I, I have such respect for the Tobey Maguire one because that's one I grew up with, but this one fits the mold. Uh, and as Damon was saying great villain one of the top ones of the singles in the mcu with vulture i love michael keaton he's though destined to be things with wings i yeah, just right. noticed that this Birdman and batman and he's great in all of them <laughs> um and uh captain winter soldier oh gosh uh like as you were saying it's almost like a gigantic good spy movie too uh with 
the intrigue, the fact that Hydra actually has been infiltrating S.H.I.E.L.D. this entire time. Um, and uh, a lot of these, I feel like, are stronger when they're dealing with something that you could almost look at as real life. And this is also when I feel like Chris Evans was really shining as Captain America. And then we get the introduction of Winter Soldier in this, and I'm just like, wow, I know, <laughs> I'm not fooled, I know who this is, but he's a badass character. Um, and then we get everyone since Iron Man 2, uh, Black Widow gets more development and she gets better. Um, so while, and while I think Spider-Man might be a more fun movie to watch with some good dramatic parts in it, especially that car scene, um, I, oh, yeah. I think Cap and Winter Soldier blends the serious and with the jokes a bit more. It could fall under less rewatchable, possibly, than Spider-Man, but every time I watch it, I find more stuff that I like, so I'm going to have to give it to Winter Soldier. So, uh, sorry, Jimmy, but <laughs> yeah, <now> that... <laughs> you, you ultimately don't get a pick, but if you had to... <laughs> I, I would lean with Spider-Man just because I like how Keaton and Peter Parker figured each other out. I like how Peter was dating his daughter and didn't know. I, I love how Keaton was like, hey, you're going to take my daughter to prom. I'm going to go do this, and if you don't show up, bad things will happen. So I like I like the just the, the character back and forth. Mm -hmm. And like I said, the, the depictive of uh, Peter struggling to do high school and then knowing, but I can do more. Mm -hmm. And trying to balance, like, how to keep it a secret. You, I, I really want you to understand, though, this was very hard for me because I love Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I love the yeah, characters. My, my, top, my top two superheroes for me are Batman and Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love Spider-Man. Spider number one in the MCU. He's my, well, not MCU, but he's my uh, number one like Marvel character. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Winter Soldier, top notch. If, if this seedings did not happen, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd have Spider-Man going further. It, it'd be it'd be a, a struggle if it was going against just about anything else in this in the MCU. Yeah. See, the thing that, that I always give about movies, comic book movies especially, they are fantastic popcorn movies. Mm -hmm. It's like the best of the best. You can't get any higher for popcorn movies. I think Winter Soldier though is like more, I consider it more of a real movie because there's it's a little less of a comic book movie. So that's why. A lot of these, like, it's easier to judge, whereas these ones are too hard because these are both great films. Yeah, yeah, it, it was challenging. Yeah. Like I said, Winter Soldier is really good. It's, it's hard. I just, I like Spider-Man a little bit character-wise. Mm -hmm. I prefer Spider-Man, so it kind of gives the edge. And like I said, I like the reveal where they suspect each other. Yeah. They're not quite sure, and then some things happen. They're like, it, I know who you are. Oh, it, if no. E if easily there's a tier list of... A, uh, intense one-on-one -on -one conversations. That's probably my top five out of the whole MCU. Oh yeah, that, that's uh, why I, I go with the Spider-Man. Those conversations with so, Keaton and Peter so, just, so, just so, nudged it for me. So now to move on, uh, we have the returning number 16 seed, Captain America, Winter Soldier, coming off of that win up against Age of Ultron. But can he topple the number one seed? Black Panther. Oh, uh, and I get first pick on this. Oh, geez. Uh, 
as my appreciation for Captain America Winter Soldier increased the, the more times I watched it and I was not like the big vocal thing of Black Panther because I felt like some people were kind of overhyping it um, just because I had small problems story wise and visual effects wise um, going back and watching it again I'm like you know those nitpicks may, don't really make me complain too much anymore. Uh, and you have probably, arguably, top two villains in Kill- Killmonger in this. Um, visually, it's the costumes are great. The fact that it was just a humongous cultural event and the fact that like, it put Wakanda and all this stuff now in the MCU officially... Uh, grew my appreciation more for it. Did I think that it deserved to be up for Best Picture? That's another question, but I had so many questions with that Best Picture race in general. Uh, but this now is probably in my top of MCU movies now. And rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, so I'm going to have to go with Black Panther. Uh, I agree. I mean, there are some issues with the Black Panther like plot-wise. Like Dr. Claw was kind of a background guy. But Killmonger was really cool. It was nice to see that. And it kind of sets it up for some other things to come as well. Visually, I preferred Black Panther. Like I said, there were some issues I had with it. And again, I'm not a huge fan of Black Panther as a comic book character. But it does make you aware there's other other superpower countries out there like Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Where all the librarianium is which is useful I just it's still tough I do love the Winter Soldier but I think it's not Winter Soldier though it's, it's the first, first cat oh first cat oh my bad <laughs> I was thinking Winter Soldier never mind no, I, I, I still I still prefer the Panther like I said there was some issues I had with it but I was willing to overlook it just because uh, Killmonger comes back and he's pretty strong Damon real quick your two cents, if you would have had to pick. <laughs> uh, just because I, I feel like you might go on a little long about this. <laughs> not necessarily. I can sum it up. So, yeah. uh, well, it's moving I, on. I would be Captain America still. Um, okay. Because for me, Black Panther, it was, it's still a great film. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, R.I.P. Chad, he was great. Um, but for me, there's a, lot, there's a lot of weird story plot things that like I was just like, okay. Like, and that, that was an visual issue. for me. Honestly, I got a headache when I watched that little fight scene between him and Killmonger. Like, that it's just so, it's almost blurry with the amount of purple and, like, translucent colors is going on. It literally gave me a headache. Well, but, though, like I brought up to you, yeah, I had a problem with that, and I called it Spider-Man 3 syndrome of how it looked, but the emotional weight there was enough for me to go, I can put up with this. And, And I do give Killmonger, like, his dude, like he is probably my favorite villain of the MCU. I would argue, either that, uh, be under Loki probably. And but I just, I love, I just love the first Captain America so much. So that's oh yeah, why it's, that's why really I solid. I love the first Cap. I'm just more entertained by that film than Black Panther. That's really my okay. only problem. Um. Okay. So we have also now the returning number fifteen seed Black Widow, after her defeat over Captain Marvel. Going against the number two seed Endgame, 
Um, and I had first pick him, so... Um, I'm going to go with a default to Endgame, just because I don't have anything really mm-hmm. compared to Black Widow. Loved Endgame. So, uh, for me, Endgame. Okay. <laughs> Short and sweet. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I've already gave my two cents about Black Widow. I love the characters. You know, they, you know it's a, it was entertaining. It's a fun watch. And Endgame... I th- I'd say probably my biggest complaint about Endgame is just the length. I, I don't really like super, super long movies. Uh, but, you know, at least there's enough in it that I feel like I'm not completely dying the whole time. Like, there's a couple movies where I'm watching, I'm like, oh my god, is this going to end? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's enough in it, and, like, there's a lot of emotional thing. And I, I'm definitely going to have to pick Endgame, because there's just... I mean, the whole Sony Park's death is, like one of the most tragic things of the MCU probably the most tragic thing in the MCU and so there's so much gut-wrenching thing and like you get to see Captain America wield Mjolnir that's enough for me that's just enough for me because they build up to that too I will I actually I noticed one thing in the the dark world uh at the final one of the like later fight scenes and it pops up and it's uh the, the girl who's uh with um the one that he's going, that Thor's going after, like her character, it's her like assistant, and she's like kissing the thing, and they like all say each other's names, and she goes Mew Mew, like she just calls Mjolnir Mew Mew. And I I got a chuckle out of that, but yeah, uh, yeah. I as much as I did enjoy some stuff in Black Widow, Endgame just has way more of that for me. Yes, the rewatchability is the biggest thing. I, I can definitely line. sit and watch but, Black but, more for sure. But there are so many great things in the game I can't let it not continue. Okay. Um, so now, whew, this 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 is fun. Uh, we're going to have the battle of the two same things, basically. Because right. we have the returning number 13, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, going up against the number 4 ranked Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I believe, uh, Damon, you have first pick on this. Well, uh, you know, like I said, I've already gave my two cents on the second Guardians, but the first Guardians, I had only heard, like, whispers of these people. Like, I, I didn't really know, like, I knew more about Nova than I did these guys. And so when this movie was coming out, like, I saw the commercial and I was, I was laughing. I was like, okay, this could be a fun time. I went and watched it. I was blown out of the water. I was like, this is instantly, like, it was, like, almost shot to the top instantly because of how funny it was. Like, and the story, the story is there, there is the emotional part of it, too. Like, there's a lot of deep, deepness to it that, like, I, I, I think it balances it pretty well. Like, some movies take it too far, but, like, this is a movie that, like, you get a little bit of the seriousness of it, but then you get the comedy. And what you brought up about the second one, the soundtrack is just out of this world. One of the few MCU movies that I probably really, really want to own the, like, the vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I, I'd have to go with the first one. I just think it's just, at least story-wise, the, you know, everything around it is just better, in my opinion. Um, so again, this is one of those tough things where it's like, story-wise, I feel like they're almost kind of like the same thing. Um just with different tweaks on with characters and story elements uh, because 
this is like you know the Guardians is when they all kind of meet for the first time so they're not you wouldn't think they're not going to bounce so much stuff off each other and I feel like Gamora and Nebula get way more development in the second one as I mentioned um, but just having these introduction characters and again if I'm also then going to go well which soundtrack do I like more I kind of like the first one just a little bit more both soundtracks are awesome, but Hooked on a Feeling, that became back in the top that, ten. Yeah. Uh, and as much as I feel like that other characters have more better things in the second one, the second one gets let down with the villain at the end. And I'm not even saying Ronin is that great of a villain for me. I feel like throughout his entire journey on this, he is just told by Thanos, you're a boy. <laughs> like, Wow, this this guy got less less threatening. <laughs> he also got distracted by a dance off. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna have to say I would give it to the first Guardians. So Jimmy, you don't get to say, but if you had two cents, first one is uh, again, it's just pretty funny. The music's great. Loved it. I love the dance off, but I can see <laughs> Rowan's confusion. Confusion because <laughs> he what? doesn't deal with <laughs> Earthlings and Peter Quill. Super random, super unpredictable, and he just went with it. And Ronan's like, "I don't, I don't understand what you're trying to do. <laughs> what are you doing? Do Dance off, bro. <laughs> I'm distracting you, you big dummy. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it worked because it just totally out of left field. So when you think of like in your own life, if someone approaches you out of left field, what do you do? You kind of just like shut down for a minute, try to comprehend." The sheer stupidity sometimes, or the sheer randomness of the of the thing. So, mm-hmm. so I, you would have gone with the first Guardians. first one as well. I feel like I also have to give a round of applause for Chris Pratt and the from going from Andy on um, Parks, Parks and, and, and Rec, <laughs> like he's kind of this chubby kind of goofy guy to Jack Peter Quill. Well, you you can tell like in the later seasons when he's got the job. Yeah, yeah, because sure. sure. him and uh oh gosh I'm forgetting his name uh Ben. When they were talking, when they were talking in Washington, he's like, "Yeah, I lost like 40 pa- 45 pounds. Just stop drinking beer." Yeah. <laughs> like, how much beer are you drinking? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So next matchup, we have the returning number ten seed, Doctor Strange, after I would say his crushing defeat on Thor: The Dark World. Oh yeah, going up against the number seven seed, Civil War. Uh, I believe. No, you had first, so I, I have first. Yeah. Uh, oh geez. Uh, vi- visually speaking, again, I love Doctor Strange, um, but again, with the Cat movies, I felt like they propelled that storyline so much uh this was the first superhero movie to me that actually dealt with the aftermath of stuff like you cause so much destruction uh i don't know if you realize actually how many people you actually ended up killing too um and they forced that on scarlet witch after she you know throws uh god what was his name uh he was working with Hydra, and then he became kind of a side villain that Cap does fight in the comics. Uh, he has a skull look on his face. I think like Bone Crusher or something like that. 
I don't think it was bone crusher. I think it was crossbones. Crossbones, yeah. Um, when he self-destructs, uh, and then it deals with the Sokovia Accords. Yeah. It's like, you guys need to be put in check because while you might save the greater things, how much do we have to lose? And it's a fair question on them. Um, and Iron Man and Cap basically form teams under the same ideology. No, we can't have this. Yes, we need this. Um, and the main villain, uh, Zima. From yeah, Zima's Baron name? Zima. Yeah. Uh, while not a charismatic villain, I think he's a very effective villain because he does get what he wants. And he's like, why would I want to try to do anything to them when they can just kill themselves? And again, a lot of real world implication there. Uh, so, in the airport sequence, that was one of the best. And I feel like fight wise, also Black Panther introducing, he was more of a badass in this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I'm going to have to slightly give it to Civil War. Uh, it's another tough one. Like I said, I, I like how Civil War went into, like, the real world. Yeah, you saved the world, but you destroyed these cities. You guys don't even understand how many civilians were killed, the rebuild process. I like how Captain America and Tony was like, no, nah, this is their little face-off. And I, I'm pretty sure the comics does it a little different, because I believe in the comics, they also went to disclose their uh, secret identities. Yeah. And Tony, I mean, from Iron Man, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm Iron Man. No doubt about that. But there's also implications of what that means. Like I said, his house got bombed. Mm -hmm. Some villains don't have the power set to take you down, but they can break you down other ways. Like once they find your name, I'm going to get like your aunt, your babysitter, your dog, everything you loved around you because they're normal people. <laughs> That's easier. Mm -hmm. Uh, like I said, I, I like the real world aspect to like their decisions. Mm -hmm. I love Doctor Strange, but I think I'll give it to Civil War just because it deals with their actions, and not all of them were aware of. Oh, yeah, we'd save the city, but where's your city at? It's all in ruins. Mm -hmm. What's your cost? No. Uh, well, so so just like that, Civil War knocks out Doctor Strange. Damon, if you had two cents. Uh, so, it was tough. Yeah. yeah. It, Doctor Strange, like, you know, I already gave my opinion on it. Great film. It's fun. Um, Civil War, when I, I remember seeing this in theaters as well. Um, and one, you get to see Giant Man for the first time, and that is really cool. Uh, oh, that fight scene was awesome. Uh, yeah, that's probably one of my favorite parts. Um, and yeah, like you were talking about the comics and stuff, yeah, like that's one of the big part about it is like, yeah, Cap uh, Iron Man's like, yeah, everybody knows I'm Tony Stark. Yeah, I don't, why would I care about showing my identity? They already know me. So you he know, should do the same. And he, he has Don Cheeto on his side. Don Cheeto's a military agent. He doesn't care. And he's like, yeah, people know about me. Like, you know, they've already, I've already been kind of introduced. And like all the people on his side, they're like, yeah, you know, we are actually, we're causing issues. Like they feel bad about all the deaths. And Cap's side, though, makes a point too of we don't want to, you know, we don't want to portray ourselves like that because. Yeah, you, like you said, there's implications. Yes. And, uh... Well, like, a big thing that Cap says is, yeah, you're only going to call us if you feel like you need us, but what if you send us somewhere where we don't agree with this? Yeah, that too. Um, and so, Because Cap like, was also military background. Yep. Yeah. And, 
So then you, but then I was worried they weren't going to get Spider-Man because Spider-Man is like <laughs> the big point of Civil War. It's yeah. like the the whole reason why that even gets started is Spider-Man goes and he takes off his mask and is like, "I'm Peter Parker. Hi, everybody." Um, has one of my favorite introductions for a character yeah. too when he's like, "Under roofs," and then he flies in. He's like, "Hi, everybody." It's just like I like I chuckled at that. Well, um, there's a difference, like, revealing yourself to heroes yeah. versus the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I feel like I have to go with Civil War because I actually really love Civil War. So I, I definitely have to send it on. Okay. Um, up next, we have the returning number 14 seed Ant-Man after a pretty good matchup against the Iron Man 3. But now he's going up against the number 3 seed Iron Man. Uh, and I think Jimmy, you get first pick on this yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed Ant Man. I mean, I, Iron Man. I mean, just to see his character progression. The Battle really, of the Mans. Yeah, is really cool. Like I said, that's it does do a good. I feel like a good position of showing like Tony Stark's like origin, and he. He's rich because of his dad, but he also wasn't fully aware of everything either. Like, yeah, I sell weapons. I get money. And then he gets hit by his own, like, bomb, and he's like, oh. The whole, I mean, the whole reason why the MCU's a thing is because of the success yeah. from this movie. Because so, I know it was. I'm going to have to give it to Iron Man just because it did kind of start everything. I mean, minus the, the Blade trilogy. But for the Marvel Universe, this is the first one I believe Marvel did as their own own studio. I think yeah. this was Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, so I, since it started it all, I'm going to have to go with Iron If I'm not mistaken, it was this and Incredible Hulk, and then after that, I think. Iron yeah. Man 2. Uh, up till Iron Man 2. Well, th- those were the first three released. For the, for the universe they were yeah. building. Uh, so that's one for Iron Man. Um, and, and you know, as I overstated with Ant Man, I actually like Ant Man. I just oh, I do as well. preferred that one to it. Um, and it is a fun movie. Um, and Iron Man, I rewatching that movie like I, I have to say, like it was it was a really good time. And like they really couldn't have fit because the, thinking about the story and how they portray it, Robert Downey Jr. at a time in his life was mm-hmm. at that. And so, like, his character, like, it, it's it's more than it's more than just a character at this point, like. Especially for him. He yeah. is like he went through like the drug addiction, the alcoholism. To it thought he was high and mighty up at this tower, and that's kind of how Stark's story has went. Like, you know, he thought he was this high and mighty man, and so like, I feel like Iron Man has to take it. It's just, I mean, it's it's the number one. Like, it's you know, it's the first movie they started at all. Yeah. Well, you're like, is the first one that started it all going to lose his first match? <laughs> right. Um, Maybe if it was a stronger film, but I just, Ant-Man, Ant-Man is good, it's just... Yeah, I mean, just, it kicks know, the whole thing off. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, so just like that, Iron Man moves on. Uh, if I had to give my two cents, I would have gone with Iron Man also. Uh, much as I do appreciate and enjoy... Uh, Ant-Man, I, I was just blown away. I again, I knew nothing of Iron Man, and you know he was like I think a C or a D-lister 
really in the comics at the time, and this just propelled him. He brought Uh, a lot to the Avenger team. The the effects, I thought, were amazing. Uh, I would say the the X-Men and Fantastic Four for Marvel, like, they were more the outshiners. They've always been, like, the top, more top. Whereas the Avengers were a team, but I don't feel like they were probably... Like, the X-Men have always been, like, the top tier. And then with the movies and everything, yeah. Yeah. Well, Comic book-wise, X-Men. But here lately, Avengers have been propped. Oh, yeah. They fought each other, too. But the big thing that a lot of people connect well with X-Men is that they have more of the feeling of, like, we're a family. Yeah. Even though we're not related, we are a family. The the Avengers kind of had to develop that. Right. They're like, you're working with Captain America, Iron Man, you two. I mean, it's just like Nick Fury's like, all right, here's some really powerful guys. I made a team. Yeah. All right, but we may not work well with others. We're yeah. professor. We're a ticking like, time bomb. <laughs> I'm recruiting a team, but you teamwork is going to get us through this. Yeah. So it's just a different like recruit style. Um, and also, out of all the Iron Man villains, Jeff Bridges is easily the best one. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and a little positive, also a little trivia here. A uh, guy who played Ralphie. In Christmas Story is oh, in this. Yeah, yeah. He's the guy that Jeff Bridges yells at. He goes, "Tony Stark built this in a cave." That's like, I'm sorry, you? I, I'm sorry, sir. I'm not Tony Stark. I'm like, no, that, you're Ralphie. You're, you're <laughs> well, honestly, he's the more realistic villain too. I would say that too. I mean, his was more money, yeah, greed, and making his corporation grow. And Tony's like, oh yeah, we shouldn't do weapons. Yeah. There's, and, and another and another side of him, when he got hit by his own weapons, he then also says that I saw the very women and men that I built these weapons to protect getting shot with it too. Yeah, because he was selling to both sides. It was like, oh, you want some? And then he realized, oh no, this is a. Well, he idea. wasn't doing. He knew nothing of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so next we have the returning number twelve seed, Infinity War, after its crushing defeat on Iron Man two. Going up against the number five seed, Thor Ragnarok. Ooh. Um, I think you get first pick. Um, so again, I gave my, you know, my idea of what I like in Infinity War. Um, and then as far as Thor Ragnarok goes, I, uh, I was a little. There was things that I liked in it and things that I didn't like in it. Um, one, the villain is over the top amazing. Like, Hela is incredible villain. Played like, by Kate Blanchett. She's she's up there with the tops. Um, not even necessarily sympathy-wise. It's just as a character, she's just you awesome. Under, you understand her, too. Yeah. And... Um, oh, not the bad dad. <laughs> plus, we get to see uh, Matt Damon play Loki. That is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> and James Vanderbeek plays yeah. Thor. <laughs> so that that's pretty funny, too. Um, but there, there, there's a lot of stuff in Thor Ragnarok like for me some of the comedy is a little too nail on the head sometimes like like I said Thor's supposed to be funny because he's ironic not because like he's a jokey ha ha you know ha <laughs> ha kind of guy that to me which I understand why people would love that because everybody likes comedy um I do love the the fight between him and Hulk that's cool like um I'm kind of sucks that we don't get a World War Hulk film but that this is, is kind of <laughs> this is kind of a World War Hulk film Copyrights, but, um, legal rights. I, I, I do say that I think between the two, I, I think just due to 
the amount of stuff that happens in them, I, I feel like I would have to pick Thor over it. So you're going with Thor Ragnarok? Just because I feel like I could sit and rewatch Thor, whereas in Endgame, like... It's not Endgame, it's Infinity War. I mean, uh, I mean, Infinity War. I feel like if someone watched Infinity War and watched that, they'll be lost if they watch Infinity They'll be like, okay, I don't know any of these Fun- people. Funny enough, these actually do kind of work timeline-wise to watch back and uh, forth. <laughs> So Thor, you could actually sit and probably watch it and be like, okay, as a linear story, I kind of get an idea. Mm. As whereas Infinity War, you might be like, what? So who are these people? Yeah. Okay, so that's one for Thor Ragnarok. Uh, yeah, um, I admit I still really enjoy Infinity War, especially with the fact like Thanos finally comes and shows like how powerful he is. He's easily the most intimidating villain I've seen since. Probably Heath Ledger's Joker, but as a massive scale, he is way more intimidating. Um, and the fact, like, this was, like, also the first one that's, like, he wins, and look, everybody is gone. <laughs> like, especially with the ones that did disappear, and I was just like, what? Big what? Um, I don't feel but, good, <laughs> uh, But if we're going to say the category of rewatchability... I would say I probably rewatched Thor Ragnarok the most out of all of them. There's one that's really close to it, but I, I I get where you're coming from, Damon, about your feelings on Thor. But this is my favorite Thor. <laughs> uh, like I said, uh, I, it makes sense why people I, would like it. I, I I get it. I do like him in the first Thor, like being like that combination of seriousness. But I feel like you start to see him kind of going that way. When, especially when then Avengers happens, he kind of gets a little bit more jokey. Guardians too, just him and Peter going back and forth. Um, pretty good. And then oh, him, yeah. and then him in uh, Thor: The Dark World, he even starts to get a little bit more comedic too. But that, I feel like that's because their script wasn't that great. Yeah, that, um, yeah. But then you also bring in Taika Waititi, who's now one of my favorite directors, who directed this and then was the voice of Korg, the 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 rock guy. Yeah, the Korg's the rock guy. Yeah. Um, and. I, I just overall just laugh so much at this still. I mean, I still, I, I laugh at it. Like, it, it is a funny movie. Like, like I said, it's a funny, to me, like, my, my favorite, some of my favorite animated movies are the two Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's two, they, they have that one and they have a second one. And Thor in that, to me, is like the best of the funny because, like, one of the comedic scenes is that it's like he drinks a barrel of beer and they're like, what the fuck? What are you drinking? <laughs> it's, it's a lot. And also, though, I feel like other than Guardians, this is also one that's not afraid to look in like a comic book movie. Like visually, there is so much cool stuff in this. And they do pull a lot from the comics. Comics. From this too. The only and, thing I, I one, the only thing I will sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the 80s vibe like they took the because we got that from like the Guardians and then yeah. it was like. Hey, but, uh huh. But guess what? I enjoyed it because of that also. Uh, and they had not once but twice immigrant song. Sure. <laughs> so my mine's also gonna go to Thor. Uh, Jimmy, uh, if you had two cents, uh, Thor just is just hilarious. The only complaint I have about it, and again, it goes back to like copyrights and issues. Like Planet Hulk would have been so much cooler, but when Marvel uses the Hulk. Technically, I call it Bring a Friend. Mm-hmm. So Marvel wasn't allowed to do a solo Hulk. But if you brought someone in, I thought Thor would have, Thor's a good choice for this. 
just given like the setup and just the it's just funny i would watch that that's probably the one i've watched the most honestly so yeah hope what i mean thor would have gotten a clean sweep uh and the final one in the second round uh we have the returning first upset number 22 incredible hulk going up against the number six seed the very first avengers um damon had first pick last time so i get first pick uh yeah as i stated hulk i think is an okay movie uh Avengers, this when Hulk was propelled to what he actually could be and what he could do. The, this was the first culmination of all these characters coming together, and it, it was such a fun time. Uh, I do feel like, though, that even though the characters themselves don't evolve a whole lot, I give credit their meeting for the first time, so I'll let that slide. Uh, and I laughed so much at stuff tony with thor with cap with thor uh cap going oh i get that reference right uh, oh the wizard of oz yeah i know that one flying monkeys who, who, ju- who just turned 82 this year right uh yeah so much fun uh and then they even introduce secret things that will then be in black widow so that meant they paid attention uh, so yeah, easily this goes to Avengers. While it's not necessarily my biggest of the Avenger movies, this wins this matchup easily. Uh, I agree with Ian. I like I said it's neat. Like I said, the team was just kind of thrown together real quick. They didn't have any experience. Autumn this first time meeting, they're like, oh, what do you do? Okay, so we'll we'll figure it out. He, he loves his hammer. Later. Yeah, he's got a hammer. That's cool. Like I said, I, 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 there was a lot of elements I like from the Hulk. Like I said, I, I think I've said once, like, showing Bruce Banner on the run. Because in the comics, he does that a lot. Because he knows how destructive he can be. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have the control. It's that dual me versus you, and we're still the same thing. So, uh, yeah. Well, uh, Avengers. Damon, Damon, you wouldn't have gotten a pick, but your two cents. Yeah. So I already said what I've said about the Hulk. Um, as far as Avengers go, um, after rewatching and stuff, like there's a lot of little quips in it that I love. Um, one, I love Iron Man. He's still kind of that cocky version. So he's like, he comes into like the whole uh, the helicarrier, and he's like, that guy's playing Galaga, and like he starts like calling out people. And then later on, he's talking to Bruce Banner, and uh, one of the like one of the things that kills me, he's like, so how do you uh, you know keep keep calm? He's like, yoga, Pilates bag of weed and uh, so there's like a little little quips in it that's just like make me just chuckle and yeah Thor coming in there um Captain America is probably one of my favorite lines he ever does where Black Widow's like hey Cap you might want to hold this one out these guys are basically gods he's like there's only one god man and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that uh that made me just it still makes me chuckle um there's a lot of definitely pauses in this uh the villain Loki on point Tom Hiddleston oh, yeah. kills it and our reduction of Thanos yeah and reduction of Thanos um it's, I will it, say it's face but <laughs> the right. opening to me is a little dry yeah um because it, the way it starts like and eh. but like you get to see them all come together and then like they realize okay like we have to make this work because if we don't a lot more people are going to die than what we are already starting um so and then you get to see Bruce Banner I mean, for the first time since, you know, The Incredible Hulk, 
now it's Mark Ruffalo, and you know they bring him in there, and he doesn't. You don't see the Hulk the whole time. Like they, they try to build it up because like he's like, yeah, I, he, I want to keep calm. We're, yeah. We want the scientists. Yeah, he has one big kind of outburst on the helicarrier, and then he does. Then he comes back at the end for the big fight. Yeah, and then um, the big fight when he when he says that his uh, little quip, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, you might want to get mad. And he's like, well, that's the secret. I'm, I'm always, always mad. <laughs> and so that's that's you know a little funny, but like I feel like this is a good Hulk smash. This, this was before it got too much. This is for me was when it became. Like, I view these characters in a realistic timeline. Like, this is something that, you know, is, to me, as realistic as a superhero movie could go. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you know, later on, like, then it starts getting into more of, like, you know, it's still entertaining. But, yeah, no, I, really, I think Avengers would definitely have to take over Hulk. Like, it's just, it's yeah. high up there for me. Um, so, next, oh, God. <laughs> it wasn't already a bad matchup, though. We have the returning after, oh, what a match against Spider-Man. Number nine, Winter Soldier, going up against the number one, Black Panther. Uh, and Jimmy, I believe you get first. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. I said that I, there's a lot of good things I like about both. I, I think I'll give it to Captain America just just for the the plot is a little bit better. I had some issues with the Black Panther plots. I mean, still, they're both really cool, and it's really a tough decision. Mm-hmm. But I think if I go to which one would I rewatch more, I think it would be the uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Okay, so that's one for Winter Soldier. Damon? Um, you know, like I said, we watched all of them. Um, Black Panther it stayed about the same when I like when I was you know they both actually stayed about where I was where I had it before. Um, so uh, as far as you know, Black Panther goes like it's a great film. They're saying I just feel like for me, I feel like Captain America will take it because it's just to me, like I said, there's a lot of movies I consider just popcorn movies, and then there's movies that I consider actually genuinely pretty good movies, and that's where I put Captain. Well, and just like that, the number one seed, Black Panther, is gone. Uh, Yeah, uh, just barely, I kind of agree with uh, Jimmy. I feel like the story is a little bit more cohesive, and I don't really necessarily have kind of nitpicks as far as with some character stuff, but I, I can't disagree that Black Panther was a gigantic cultural success and it meant a whole lot to people so oh yeah that nothing yeah, against cultural it impact, it's it's it would definitely win over just about any film besides maybe endgame maybe right? uh as far as culture touching yeah i mean it was a big thing for a lot of people and that's that's hard to think i try to i don't like to put that necessarily in there in my head because i want to base it more as a film like where more like fan. yeah it's like, like based on the comics it, it's like with the dark knight my opinions on the dark knight are it's pretty decent it is good but i think it wouldn't have been as propelled as it is without Heath ledger's death you know that's fair too to me that like i don't want to base it on just the impact of the movie because who's in it because it's like oh okay well it did so much for like 
a community, and that's great, that is fantastic, and I'm really happy for that. I, I just don't want to put that, I want to base it more on the quality of the film, as opposed to other factors. Like, The Room has had a big cultural impact. Would I put it in the best movies ever? No. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, now to move on, we have the number seven seed, Civil War. Going up against another big team-up movie, number two, Endgame. And uh, Damon, you have first pick. Do I now? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Um, I love both the movies. But, I think they're both really good. Um, you know, I, I've kind of thrown my opinions out on both. Like, Civil War, there's a lot. There's Endgame, there's a lot. Um, honestly, it's maybe... Funny enough, the one where they broke up... The one where they all had to come back right. together. <laughs> Honestly, I think for me, uh, I'd have to go with Civil War. Simply because a big thing for me is time limit. <laughs> In-game is great, but it's three hours long. <laughs> so i got to be really in the mood to watch it, to sit and watch that. Civil War, I could throw on. Yeah, uh, two, about two and a half hours. Yeah, that's a little more realistic than, you know, it's still long, but not three hours and plus some minutes. Um, and in game there is a lot of like there's a lot of cheesiness like there's one scene that like I don't really like and it's that like, when Captain Marvel meets Spider-Man oh, it's yeah. kind of like okay like their interaction is a little weird um, I wish they would have handled that kind of thing a little better um, but you know like it, it's weird to me like it's just like uh, Doctor Strange has been keeping everybody till last minute when they're all like okay like we're on our deathbed and it's just like, oh, here's a bunch of soldiers now. And it's like, okay. Like, I mean, that's cool and all. But Civil War is just, to me, is just more of a blue film. Like, it's just like, it sticks you in. You can sit and watch it. Like, there's enough, there's always something going on. Whereas, like, I feel like there's some scenes in Endgame that I'm like, okay, this stretch is a little too long for my liking. Um, but, I mean, it's still, you know, still good. Um... Endgame, I feel like, was just trying to end it. And that's, I mean, because, I mean, it well, is Endgame. But they, they're just trying to, like, they are at the end, so they're trying to cut all the ties as best as they can. Not in this, the ones that they're going to leave open, obviously, but... Plus so many characters they got. Yeah, it's just, there's a lot, there's so many people in the film. Whereas, like, there's a lot in Civil War, but I feel like they cover what they need to cover. Whereas, like, Endgame, there is, like... This is everyone. Yes. So mine would be Civil War. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely agree that the time length can be the biggest issue with Endgame. Uh, and if I'm putting them both up, I feel like the story is a bit more centered and cohesive in Civil War. Um, but I, I got to tell you, you're talking about cheesiness scenes. Yeah, there might be some. But there are some amazing scenes that, no matter how many times I may watch, uh, I just gush over. When Cap finally has Mjolnir, it's a gigantic moment. And it does give me the opinion that, hey, if you're going to do a big Lebowski remake, get Chris Hemsworth. Because <laughs> I love Fat Thor. Um, and, you know, I don't know if I could let this go through without there being a tiebreaker, so I'm going to go with Endgame and force it on Jimmy. All right, that, that's fair. I mean, I love Civil War, but 
Endgame, I had some slight issues, like, at the end, they were like, oh, we only really needed Captain Marvel. Uh, same Scarlet Witch, they actually showcased what she could actually do. She I was, also, I, that was one of my, actually, my more favorite scenes, is when they mm-hmm. actually showed that, yeah, she's not just a, a person that can throw stuff around. She's actually very dangerous. <laughs> okay. Also, we both said that if they do what we thought they were going to do, which would have Captain Marvel just show up and just kill Thanos, I we, we, we were going to walk out. But they didn't do that. They didn't do that. I like showcasing Scarlet Witch. I mean, with the rights and stuff, she's not technically mutant, and she's sort of being rewritten anyways. But in, in the comics, she was always like top-tier, most powerful, one of the most powerful mutants. Yeah, she's and it gives guy. her time to shine. Same with Captain Marvel. I, I think... Endgame, for me, wins just because, I mean, it is long and lengthy, but it's like the culmination of, like, everything. Yeah. And with that many characters, it's hard to, like, balance it because you're bringing in everyone and, of course, all the actors and actresses egos be like, hey, I want this much screen time, but I I still have to give it to Endgame. I mean, if, if we're renewing sequels and stuff, there's still at least probably 15 original movies bringing in heroes and people like it was so much so like i understand the length and like i understand it i may not be a fan of it but i understand it honestly probably should have been either two parts or longer two um, yeah visually it was really good a lot of emotional characters and tony's ultimate sacrifice and, and we finally got cap to go avengers assemble that too they were teasing throughout most of them that and he never said it um, so yeah, Endgame, biggest, so far the biggest seed moves on. Uh, now I'm going to do number three seed, Iron Man, one that started everything, going up against the number six, Avengers. Oh. Um, and I get to start this one. Um, oh boy. To simply put... Uh, I w- can rewatch Iron Man so many times uh, because I love how it started everything. Yeah, Jeff Bridges is not the biggest villain, but he's my favorite out of the Iron Man movies. And at least I feel like people develop as the characters, whereas in this one, in Avengers, they, like I said, they kind of stay the same. But that's because they're all meeting for the first time. A lot of great sequences in Avengers. But just the fact of Iron Man starting everything and the visuals and just... I would say the comedy does rival Avengers. I find Iron Man very funny, too. So I would have to give it to Iron Man. Uh, I kind of agree with Ian. I mean, I, I think Iron Man... They're both really great movies, but Iron Man, the story's pretty true to like what Tony Stark faced in the comics and in the movies. Need to see that struggle as he realized his company is not as it's not doing what it's supposed to do and like Jeff Bridges just being super well we're here to make money mm-hmm. I don't care what what dies we're making weapons what do you think they do we're a weapons they, technology company right what part of that don't you understand and I, I kind of like Tony's development I was like maybe we shouldn't do weapons maybe we, we can still do tech energy energy we could go that route mm-hmm. so yeah that's Iron Man. And just like that, Iron Man moves on. Uh, Damon, your two cents if you would have had a pick? <laughs> uh, I actually pretty much agree with you guys. Uh, although I love Avengers, absolutely love it. 
Oh, yeah. Um, Iron Man, I feel like it's just... It holds more of an impact for me because it is number one. Like, although I will say Avengers was my probably most hyped film like mm-hmm. ever seen in theaters ever because like I remember saying I was like, oh, like this is everything. This is ha- finally happening. Like this is a big moment. Like, where right. now I saw Endgame and <laughs> it's just like that was a really big moment. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I I think if Iron Man would take it for me. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> I wanted to save this one for last because I would say this is a battle of the rewatchable ones because it's the number four Guardians up against the number five Ragnarok. Oh, wow. <laughs> and Jimmy, you get to go first. <laughs> oh, that's... I don't know. I, was, I think I would go with <laughs> Thor. I mean, I love Gar- I love both of them. They're both really funny. I think I laugh more in Thor just because it's... To me, you see, like, Thor act like that. Like, one of my favorite lines is, like, when he's fighting the Hulk, I know him, he's a co-worker. That, we know that each just, other. <laughs> yeah. We know we each other. Know. We're friends from work. Yeah, that, that just cracked me up. I, Yeah, I think Spar- they're both really good. I think, for me, I would watch Thor more times than Guardians. Guardians have a super solid soundtrack. But as far as the jokes, I, I lean towards Thor. Yeah, that's one for Thor. Damon. Uh, between the two, like, um, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm entertained definitely by uh, both films, for sure. Um, uh, I'm looking at Thor. Thor, you know, like I said, you know, Thor has, honestly, a soundtrack for Thor is actually not too bad either. No, no. Immigrant uh, song. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, like, it's definitely, you know, it's, it's, it's going back and forth. There's a lot of really cool stuff in Thor. Um, I think I'm going to have to give it to Guardians, though, because as far as Guardians go, Guardians to me is just... Again, I had my complaints about Thor. Guardians, to me, they're funny. They're funny guys. Like, they're supposed to be over-the-top. Bradley Cooper is awesome as Rocket Raccoon. Groot. Groot. Ben Diesel, literally, is a perfect, perfect for Groot. Yeah, just one line. And there's just so much, you know, like, they realize... Which, by the way, I would say out of all the Guardians, you would be Rocket. Yeah. Loud mouth, angry. Dark jokes. Yeah. So like you know, wants I, to die. I'm just feeling like you know, I, I enjoy like I enjoy I enjoy the just more in it. There's enough. There's more into it than the Ragnarok for me. That's fair. It, it was a tough choice. Like I said, I loved it when Loki saw the Hulk and he kind of cringed. He's like, oh no. Well, thank you very much for putting me in this position. I had a feeling it would happen too. <laughs> um, as, as I said, these are easily the two most rewatchable for me because. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's not only great humor and great visuals, there's really good heart in it, too. Uh, I would say that because of... Even though there are so many jokes in Thor Ragnarok, I feel like it evens out with enough seriousness. Because we have... Thor and Loki dealing with the passing of Odin officially and then like actually starting to come together as actual brothers even though Thor admits no I can't still trust you because because I still know you but he still encourages him hey you can be more than this and that's what does ultimately lead Loki to try to redeem himself Um, and as I said they got the fucking immigrant song (laughs) not once but twice 
And I and I thought that was just going to be in the trailer. I thought they had no rights to buy that in the song. They weren't going to get it because Led Zeppelin, you can never get a song. It's, it's from hard them. to get it, but like there's very. I think you, you got to really kiss the master. That's how it, Jack Black got it for School of Rock. Well, that's what I was gonna say. This and Jack Black somehow have gotten it. Yeah. But, and then Small Soldiers. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, but that was a different song. Uh, so just barely, I would say Thor Ragnarok. Uh, just because I feel like characters are developed more in it. It's it a tough call. The, 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 uh, you can't go wrong with either of these. No, no. I can show Guardians to somebody and they could have a good time. I can show Thor Ragnarok and they know nothing about Thor and just have a good time. So Both are good time movies. Yes, they are. Um, so we have reached our final four. Oh, and... What is Boy, the are they t- are they telling? Uh, because we just talked about one of them, I'm gonna go to the other side first. And funny enough, we have the number two and number three. One that started everything, Iron Man, and the one that ended everything. Wow, Endgame. that's pretty neat. Yeah, it's amazing how that works out. Right? <laughs> uh, so I had the deciding vote last time, so Damon gets first. Oh. So we're going Iron Man versus Endgame. Mm-hmm. This one's actually a lot harder than I thought it was gonna be. Um, so for me, uh, I, I again I enjoy both these films, um, but honestly. Since I've really talked about both, I think I'm going to have to go for Iron Man. I think Iron Man, to me, one, it's the watch time is just way knocked down. Like, it's only like an hour and a half or something. No, it's uh, a little over two. So, a little over two. Realistic. Yeah, it's realistic. Um, I can rewatch it, and honestly, I'm going to rewatch it. After, after rewatching it again, after I had watched it in multiple years, I'm going to continue to watch it, actually. I'm going to go back to it because it is just a fun film. Seeing him, like, realize, like, he is a broken man. And he has to come home after being taken. And it's just one. And you want to talk about soundtracks? Right AC, there. ACDC. A lot of yep. ACDC. And, like, yeah. Sabbath gets Sabbath, started. yeah. Like, there's a lot of really good stuff in there. And you know what? He's just, he's, like I said, there's a lot of struggling with it. Like, you know, he deals with a lot of issues that aren't only just physical issues. Like, he's dealing with a lot. And yeah, I mean, it's hard to come to the terms with his company as a freaking arms company. And he comes back and he's like, we, we can't do weapons anymore. I realize, like, we're killing, we're actually actively harming people. It's, it's different when you put the idea of, you're like, it's easy to separate the two. Like, Oh, I'm making weapons. I ain't killing nobody. It's like Jeff Bridges. He he knew what was going on, but he's making yeah, profit. Yeah, he's like, yeah, we're an arms company. I don't care who's getting killed. I'm selling weapons. Whereas Iron Man's like, morally, this is wrong. And that contrasts later to other movies where he does, like, you know, we talked about with Spider-Man, where he is actively like, I'll clean up things because, you know, I may feel a little bit bad that I murdered hundreds of people in this battle that we had. Versus, like, the greater good of, like, millions. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, like, pick. So that's why I think well, I have to And, and he also saw as Spider-Man as, like, the ultimate thing that he needs to change. Yeah. Like, do better than me. me. Right. 
So that's one for Iron Man. Uh, yeah, if I'm boiling it down to as epic as Endgame is, I I can't get over the impact in the way that Iron Man started everything. The fact that I have no problem rewatching it, uh, that this just w- was like the centerpiece of are they actually going to do this? Are they going to attempt this? And they put all their money and faith into John Favreau, who took it on and was like, "Yeah, I can. I think I can help start this universe." And this was a giant gamble for them, and it obviously paid off with Endgame then showing up. So I'm going to have to give it to Iron Man. Uh, I think I agree. I mean, I love Endgame. It shows like the final journey Tony Stark went from like yeah. playboy to I don't care what's going on to the world to the oh no Un- ultimate sacrifice yeah so many consequences I didn't understand up to that point like I said if uh, if Iron Man failed the Marvel Universe it wouldn't even be a thing yeah I mean there was a couple outside of it like, like I said I bring up Blade just because uh, Disney or Marvel learned they can make money. Blade didn't make them a whole lot. It yeah. did well in box office, but that gave uh, Marvel the idea to start their own studio because mm-hmm. they saved so much money on the initial startup. And Iron Man was their big chance to prove and then we can do and this. Disney bought them. Yeah, They're like once, we have the money now. Yeah, Disney's got infinite money. So even if one movie bombed completely, like eh, we sold like a crap ton of toys or whatever. We also own Star Wars, so it does. It won't hurt their bank account or bankroll for their next project. And if anyone's listening, get on Twitter right now and message John Favreau and say thank you for <laughs> the amount of crap he's done for the MCU. People, he's happy, but you know, even playing that character, there's so much that he's done in the background oh, that yeah. you may not know. Like he's directed all the Iron Men. Uh, he did not do three. He didn't do three. Well, Shane, he did Shane, Black, Shane, Shane Black did three. Um, but didn't he do the Spider-Man movies? No. Well, he's a, he's been involved in the, there's other movies where he's been like he, he's been producer for a producer, number of yeah. them. Um, especially whenever Iron Man is involved. And oh. I was we, when a couple months ago, Jimmy. I don't know if you knew or not, but we did a talk about uh, Batman and Robin. No, Batman Forever was it? Oh yeah. Batman Forever, and I noticed something in the background when they're at the lab for Edward Nygma. John Favreau's in it as like a background character because I was watching the credits, and he pops up in the credits as like, it's just like thug number three or something, or just a no-name character just walking behind, and I was like, I recognize that face, and yeah, sure enough, and so he's going from a background character to a mainstay, like... Happy's a beloved character. He plays a big part in a lot. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Now, now he's been a big part for Spider-Man. Yeah, he's so. Spider-Man's handler. <laughs> like, Are you sure not Aunt May's handler? Bro. Um, uh, yeah, we will get the... <laughs> Bonuses. Okay. okay. Those web working for good. <laughs> and now to define, determine the final one, we have the number nine <laughs> Winter Soldier against Thor Ragnarok. And I get first on this. Oh, God. Mm. 
this is such a different of a coin flip, really. Because while I feel like I can watch Thor Ragnarok more, oh gosh, I love the story of Winter Soldier. Hmm. Just by a hair, I'm going to give it to Winter Soldier because the story is so engaging and it feels like such reality and I don't want to see Thor Ragnarok go but this is the only way I could see it going yeah it's, it's hard I mean I love Thor Ragnarok just so many good things in that but I think I'll give it to Captain America just because as far as the storyline it's more it's a little bit better it propels more of the stuff forwards. Thor is a really good standalone outside the series. And like I said, it's their only way Marvel could realistically do Planet Hulk. Mm -hmm. And I think that was their option for it. Still love both movies. I think Captain America just barely for the cohesive of the 22 movies. Okay, and just like that, it moves on. Damon, if you had two cents. Uh, yeah. Well, like you know, like, like I said, I I really like Thor Ragnarok. It was a fun movie. Um, but overall, like Captain America, to me, it's a good film. Like it, it's not a popcorn flick. It's a good film. Like it, it it's steps above what you would consider an MCU film. And I I just yeah, that's why I think that one should move on because I just. It's it's a fantastic. It's hard to beat, like, but you know, Thor shouldn't feel too bad. No, because no, it, it's going out by one of the best the MCU has to offer. Honestly, uh, I don't expect Thor going to the final four either. I mean, I was kind of hoping it would, but right. I mean, it's um, out of the series, one of my at, one of, of my favorites. Out of all of these, that I would say that easily is like the third. Yeah. Uh, but here we are. We're at the finals. We're at number nine, Winter Soldier, up against number three, Iron Man. Again, that I so, was not expecting so, either. <laughs> so we kind of have Civil War again. <laughs> we yeah. have Team Cap going against Team Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Jimmy, you get to start this final round. Uh, this one's really hard. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I'll go with Iron Man just because it, it kicked off, like, everything. And if it wasn't for... Iron Man being so successful, I don't think Marvel would have kept pushing to see if we could build a universe. Mm -hmm. And they might have later on, but uh, I think Iron Man just barely, just for that reason. That is one for Iron Man to take the crown. Damon? Um, looking at the two films, like they are, uh, they're both great, they're both fantastic. I mean, I think both of these films, again, I consider a good majority of the MCU popcorn movies. So these two and a handful of the others stick out as more than that. They stick out as actually films. Like the films that I could actively go in and be like, I'm going to, instead of put it on this scale, I'm actively going to go in and review it as I would a movie. You know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't put it, I would put it in like sets with other movies. And I, I give these pretty high, like they're both fantastic, but I think as, as far as a stretch and as far as thing, being my favorite of the bunch, Captain America, I would send through. Just because as much as, I, as, much as it stabbed me in the face to send Iron Man away, 
I just watching Cap two, I felt like I was watching like a, a super spy movie that was just action filled, great characters. Like I can't really complain about hardly anything in that film, if anything at all. And that's that's why I would send it through. And Winter Soldier is just top top gear. Like he's just the best. Well, I guess. How appropriate for the now champion to have to crown a champion. That's true. Uh, um, this boils down to looking at both of these with a fine comb and like, what do I not like as far as do I like this more? Uh, because, again, Cap was his peak here. They have a great villain. They have a great twist involving the fact of Hydra still being around. Uh, that was also very Bla- clever. Yeah, Black Widow gets some good development. Um, Nick, it's emotional, Nick, too, yeah, I mean, with yeah, him and, and Well, not only that, we've actually gone this the whole time and talked about that, but never mentioned the most emotional scene to me, in that, and that's when he goes and sees Betty oh, and okay. realizes that yeah. she has dementia. And she's like... On her deathbed. Yep. Much. Yeah, that I forgot about that fact. That's mm-hmm. on my watch because, like, you think about that. Like, I mean, it's the love of his life, and like, he sees her in probably the worst state of her life. That's and, why, like, in game where he goes back and decided I can give this all up. Yeah, mm-hmm. he wants to spend his life with her, and and so it's yeah, that is a very you're you're right, and I completely mm-hmm. spaced this. <laughs> I, I did as well. It's, it's almost dark, actually. Yeah. Seeing it because it's it's fucked up. All all it took was for him to turn around and grab a glass of water for her, and then she's like, Steve. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, yeah. Once he realized, I mean, he missed out on a whole life. He would have been, he's happy with both choices. I mean, Mm -hmm. luckily he can do both now. Yeah. But prior, he just that implication. A life of fighting versus a life of, you know, where he could have been happy with a wife and children and just lived a normal life. And to have to worry about, like, saving the universe and having all that weight of being, like, a team leader. And, like I said, like, Scarlet Witch, they have some bad choices to make. These people die, but ultimately we're saving millions in the planet. Well, actually, if you, you know, we can't really think about, like, WandaVision actually Mm -hmm. goes into that. Of her experiencing the same things where she's like, oh, no, like, I'm trying to make this perfect life. And she's like, Vision's dead. Yeah. Like he's he's gone. That's her soulmate. Like and you're creating this fake life, but it's destroying these other people's lives in the process. And uh also we've kinda of gone this whole time not talking about him. Uh I think Robert Redford's pretty good. Oh yeah. 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 It's kinda of like the mouthpiece of like the main villain stuff. And when he when he then says Hail Hydra at the end, I was like, Yep, that was great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. So yeah, uh, guys, uh, we've gone through 23 films and decided that Captain America, the Winter Soldier, is the best out of the MCU Infinity Saga. Uh, I would say we feel pretty good. I will admit, we're approaching two hours now. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, 23 movies. Uh, yeah, we'll, uh, again, have to wait another time to see what then stacks up. Like I said, I kept off the shows. 
Yeah, because I mean, there were so there's so many shows. Yeah. It, it's hard to like delve into that because there's episode after episode. There's so much. It would it would be like a five hour long podcast if we tried to. But but I but also bringing it up. Yeah, I know. But right. al- but also if we included the shows, I would also say. It'd be hard not to have Daredevil in the top four. Yeah. Daredevil's pretty amazing. Well, Loki, Loki was... I was so surprised watching that whole film. Like, Tom Hiddleston's great, but, like, that show was just on point. Like, it was great. And it's the only MCU show that's guaranteed season two now. Yeah, which is sad because I really like Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. I haven't watched that one yet. And I'm I a little bit behind on my I show. I love action yeah. films. Like, I love action and, like, it's fun and then... Like, just so much to it. Like, like I said, in war movies, that's why I like the first Captain America so much. But there's just tons of action, realistic action, and that's Falcon Winter Soldier. It's literally just two badass soldiers fighting people. The whole well, the whole show is great. Well, I, I think you're also underselling it a little because there's a lot of real-world touching and stuff. Yeah, there, there's a lot of this. dark things happening in it, too. Like, it, it touches on a lot of things going on. Uh, but... That's also like the tough thing if I had if I had to try to pick my favorite of the MCU shows because like they they each hit something for me. I think oh, yeah. I think WandaVision is probably the funniest and entertaining one, uh, but uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier I think much like Winter Soldier is dealing with actually a lot of real world stuff. And Artistic then, wise, I wouldn't have to throw WandaVision in there because WandaVision is just so over the top of the art. The artistic side of it. Yeah, I just felt like the ending kind of goes too much into what the MCU always does. Right. That's fair. Um, and then Loki is just crazy, and there's just a couple of character traits where I was just like, oh, you really have to bring that up? Yeah. But uh, the fact that it's continuing also is kind of an advantage for it. It's like, yeah, we're getting another season, so we can dive into more. True, but I mean, with WandaVision, it leads perfectly into the multi-universe. Yeah. So for that, that's a good stopping point. Mm-hmm. And it kind of depicts, like, how she's dealing with her loss and everything after Endgame. And the other problem is there are really powerful people out there. Yeah. How do you deal with them if they don't want to do what you want them to do? Mm-hmm. Kind of like Scarlet Witch. Well, it was like, just showing one of her best parts and while we were talking about Endgame where she literally shows that she's like beating Thanos by herself yeah and yeah they don't delve into that which towards the ending I do like the ending where she's like almost pulling to Doctor Strange where he's like sleeping but he's over his bed like meditating reading the book mm-hmm. yeah and to me it's almost it, like that in a sense like she is realizing I'm super violent and strong I need to stay in this cabin for a little bit so hopefully later on when she comes back into like the actual MCU when they start like bringing a together film again yeah. and she shows up i hope that like some super big baddie like one that we wouldn't expand comes up and she is just like Shh, and they just like yeah expand they're, they're, they're mephisto's been the biggest rumored one yeah, it's always that's almost a joke now yeah, <laughs> right. he, is, he was the big joke for wandavision he's like it's mephisto it's mephisto and they're like no it no it's not <laughs> I do like the Quicksilver reference in, yes. in the WandaVision. That was great. That, I wish it was the actual, that Quicksilver that had been fantastic. That To me, that's, to me, like, that was such a, I don't know, like, I, it's almost like a hint. Like, because mm-hmm. I'm yeah, draw, like, 
I love, like I said, I love Quicksilver. I love and that one better though. Yeah. But I get what. Yeah. Oh yeah. Evan Peters to me is just so good as Quicksilver. But that was so their trade off. And it sucks too because he got stuck in a shit universe and. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, when you're the best smelling thing in the shit universe, yeah. right? Alongside with Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Although I will say he has one of my favorite lines of all of all, of all the X-Men movies to come out, like of the newer ones, when he says, uh, uh, Magneto comes in there and he's like, yeah, he's like, well, what's your power? He's like, I control metal. He's like, my mom used to know a guy who controlled metal. And I was like, ah. Come on, new guy. Yeah, I like that, like I said. Yeah, guys, we... Hope you had fun with that, uh, Jimmy. I hope you had fun with this for the first I did. time. I did. Uh, it was very fun. Maybe have you back some other time for some other, either comic book or some other stuff. True. True. Yeah. Uh, as, as I always say to the guests, the door is always open whenever you're available. Because unlike unlike most of us, you have a life. <laughs> well, yeah, the kiddos and controlling animals. Mm-hmm. Which which is worse, controlling animals or kids? And uh, kids, kids, <laughs> they talk bad. <laughs> but I, I, I love my son and his sister Lexi. Yeah. He, he's got my wit and sarcasm. And uh, for those that don't know, Jimmy and I are also part of a D and D session, which we've been a little bit off now, True. but hopefully to get back to it at some point. And Jonah plays with us, so Ian has at least met the son <laughs> if he's awake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Damon, thank you once again for joining, as always. Oh yeah, definitely. A little bit less dark humor this time, but yeah, I, it's, I it's felt like you. I, I felt like you were like, I, this is a competition thing. I have to be a little bit serious. Yeah, I mean, uh, normally, like you know, if we're just it depends on what we're discussing, like this, you know, it's it's kind of hard too because there's, I mean, it's comparisons. It's, yeah, it's it's a little harder to like. I can't really throw in as many dark jokes if, I mean, now if we're talking about bad movies, yeah, I could. Mm-hmm. I could, it's a little easier to throw it in. Yeah, uh, this was the big thing I had planned for this month, this was my, basically, this kind of is my birthday party. Yeah. I don't care how sad that might sound to people, I enjoy it. That's all that matters. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I I wanted to get this done with, uh, but, you know, real world shit. And, right. and now I'm excited for the next phase, because I know nothing about it. And I'm in that same boat. It's a it's a part of the universe where I know absolute I know names, but I don't know anything other than that. And there's a lot of interesting characters coming out. Like Shang Chi, like I've told uh, Ian before. I you know the trailers haven't really sold me, but I'm excited. Like I want to see it, and I want to I want it to blow me away because I I've heard people say the trailers don't do it justice. The movie's a lot yeah. better than the trailers. So plus the actual Mandarin. Yeah, like mm-hmm. so, I'm I'm excited for that one. There's definitely a lot of and Ding Kingsley was at the premiere. Yeah, I mean, so you might be in it. <laughs> uh, that'd be great. We got a lot of you know. This is the next step. So no Cap, no yep. Iron Man. But Eternals now has a lot going for it because yeah. it now has the quota of having the best director just coming off of that did this movie. So, so plus yeah, they got the mutants now that they could put into yeah. the universe. I'm kind of excited. I think that's what Wanda. I think I think that's what Wandavision was kind of trying to do. Hint at yeah. So I mean, we have you know we have the Eternals is coming. We got Spider Man. We got um, 
Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. Four. Yeah, well, that's not coming to, like, 2023. Yeah, I know. Um, but, but they got them, Blade, too. Like, there, there's a lot of... I, I, I'm a little reserved about Blade. I, just I, for I still don't know how he's going to fit in. Yeah. That's the problem is all these characters fit together. Cap, Iron Man, Hulk, they all kind of fit together. Spider-Man, you know, it's made sense so far. Blade is a vampire. That... He goes well with Doctor Strange, though. They yeah, like the supernatural. Him and Ghost Rider. So like that—that's my only hopeful is like in the the multiverse madness. Like I'm really hopeful that they're gonna try to bring Ghost Rider into yeah. it. That'd be cool. I, that's just been in production hell though, so that's yeah. why I'm a little bit worried. Um, but other than that, uh, guys, I hope you enjoyed listening to this. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it. And uh, we are steadily approaching 1,000 listens. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Past 900 a couple of weeks ago, so that's fun. Uh, people love us. They love us so much. <laughs> that's what it is. That is it's not totally that we're paying them to listen or threatening them in parking lots. <laughs> Jimmy, what are you a doing? Listen is a listen oh, wait. Is a listen. You've not even been a part of this. <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> Is he the John Favreau of this? He's yes. working from the background? Yeah, he's been the happy out of every one of us. Um, but yeah, uh, you want to find me on Twitter? I'm at GaioLoco89. Facebook, Ian Novak. Uh, I know that Damon doesn't want to plug anything. I doubt you want to plug any of your socials. Nah, I just got Facebook. I'm yeah. pretty low-key on that. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, don't have anything initially planned I don't know if I'm going to be putting my title up or not. Apparently everybody's scared of me. <laughs> Unless somebody steps up like George. Like, just like, oh, I don't care. I'll go for it. <laughs> I could. I mean, I don't know. What, what kind of trivia is it? Movie trivia. Yeah. yeah. Eh, I might be dope. All right. Multiple <laughs> <laughs> Well, it depends on how specific, like, if you do, like, director's name, the actor. Well, or... to be fair, his first match... One of the movies that came up with Jurassic Park. And, yeah. I clean-sweeped it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. um, to be fair, though, it is Jurassic Park. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we do have a couple of movies coming out we're going to be excited for, especially Shang-Chi, so we might get a review up for that. We may not. We'll have to see. Because uh, Mr. Damon's birthday is also coming up. So, Ooh, yeah. I have that. age of 1,005. Catching up. <laughs> till, till next time, be safe, have a good time, and please, let's get through all this yeah, together. Like Vinny says, drive, drive, stay left, drive fast, take chances. <laughs> See ya.